But I'm all prepared, I think. Excellent. Right, we are live. So um, I'd like to welcome all of the uh, viewers online. Welcome along. Um, it is Friday the 30th of May 2014. It's 54 days to go to the first day of San Diego Comic-Con 2014, uh, 53 days to preview night. I always have to uh, remember that because not everyone has got preview night badges. So uh, if either way, whichever, how, however you're getting to San Diego Comic-Con, either joining us on preview night or not, Welcome along to this. Uh, this is a conversation with David Glanzer, uh, the Director of Press and Public Relations for Comic-Con International, uh, with myself, Leonard Sultana, an Englishman in San Diego. Now, this is a live hangout. You can interact with us, of course. If you go to the Google Plus event page, which is hopefully where you found us, you can click on the Q&A button and uh, put your questions uh, to us directly as the conversation goes on. I'll do my best to monitor the YouTube page, but the, uh, so the Google Plus event page is the best way for you to attract our attention. Also, you can um, tweet me as well on my address, which is down at the bottom of the page at the moment, uh, Englishman SDCC. I'll be keeping an eye on uh, my Twitter account as well if there's any questions you do want to ask. However, we already have a whole bunch of questions, and we might as well just jump straight to it. Welcoming our guest, David Glanzer. How are you doing, Hi. sir? I'm fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you very much indeed for your time, and thanks for uh, taking part in this. Um, I, I, I have explained on Twitter as well that you have joined us very close to the wire of us going live, so there's been no preamble. We haven't had the chance to talk. It's been a while since we've uh, spoken. How has your year been, David? Uh, so far, it's, it's, been a, it's been a good year. I think there are, uh, certainly in terms of... Um, the association, things have been going well. A lot of work. We just uh, came off of WonderCon, which was a phenomenally successful show for us, both in terms of attendees. We had about 60,000 attendees. Um, but, but perhaps more importantly, uh, the positive uh, feedback we got from it. So attendees had a good time. Exhibitors really seemed to, to enjoy it, and um, it was a lot of fun. Excellent. I mean, obviously the preparations for uh, Comic-Con are going on full strength, but... Um, uh, WonderCon, um, the press has been uh, raving about it, and all, obviously all the attendees have been uh, incredibly uh, satisfied with, uh, with their experience. It's something that I absolutely am determined to go to next year. I'd love to uh, to experience it because it it just seems to have um, grown and grown. It has. One of the things is, um, you know, we moved from San Francisco to Anaheim a few years back, and coming into a new venue, a new city, a new facility can be a challenge, but um, those in uh, Southern California really embraced it. Anaheim has been wonderful, uh, and it has grown both in size and scope. The floor keeps getting bigger. We have more programming slots, and uh, the attendees seem to have a good time, and we heard some tremendous feedback, positive feedback from the exhibitors, so we're excited about that. I mean, is there anything that you feel that you've learned from WonderCon that, to take on to, uh, to Comic-Con? Well, you know, the truth of the matter is with each show, and I think we've said this before, with every show that we do, we have a debriefing afterwards. There are a lot of things that went right with WonderCon, but it's also a, a different animal from Comic-Con. You know, WonderCon ended up, did, uh, did end up selling out, um, but, it, you know, there wasn't the frenzy like there was with Comic-Con. One thing we did this year that was different was we had uh, sales online only. And the reason for that was we have a lot of people who come down from Los Angeles and other areas of California, and we didn't want them to arrive on site and discover the show was sold out. So by, by doing uh, online sales only, they were, able, in essence, able to reserve uh, their badge so they knew they were guaranteed entrance. 
So that worked out really, really well. And, um, you know, other things, too, I think uh, that facility has a great outdoor space in front that uh, cosplayers take photographs and people congregate. We have food trucks. Um, it was just a lot of fun. It's a, it's a different show than our other two shows, but uh, a terrific show nonetheless. It's certainly one of the reasons why I'd like to go, because um, the, the pictures I've seen of that um, that entrance, the, uh, the atrium leading up to that huge um, glass uh, entrance of the convention center. You're right, it's a very picturesque um, location. Uh, we have got a number of questions, and uh, a couple of the questions have come about from WonderCon, um, including a question from uh, Gallifrey Gal. Uh, these, uh, a number of these questions are from the Google Plus uh, page, but also from the Friends of CCI forum as well. As well we've uh, uh, mentioned that we're going to be doing this, and uh, some questions have come in. Uh, Gallifrey Gal asks, uh, "It seems where's, Aly where's Alyssa? <laughs> Alyssa, uh, I, you know what? I, I I felt this was going to be a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but we could have had Alyssa with us. Well, maybe uh, next time. Maybe next time. Uh, if you're watching, where, Alyssa. Hello. <laughs> this is where I now get a tweet from Alyssa going, "I'm sat right here. <laughs> all you have to all you have to do is Oops. invite me." Yes. All you have to do is invite me. Um, Gallifrey Gal asks, "It seems that WonderCon has found." A permanent home in Anaheim. Has there been any progress made of the development of a new CCI-sponsored convention for the San Francisco Bay Area? That's a great question. The truth of the matter is, you know, WonderCon was really a San Francisco-born event, or a Bay Area-born event. It was, of course, born in Oakland. Um, <clears throat> we still are trying to see if we can get WonderCon up there. Uh, there's a challenge with the Moscone facility. They're still apparently doing some construction, and they can't give us dates more than three or six months out. And the problem with that is it's, it's really difficult to try to plan a convention calendar, especially when you need exhibitors uh, and tell exhibitors, in essence, they have to wait you know, six or even three months prior to a show. That just doesn't work. Um, so hopefully, you know, once the construction is done and once that all dust settles, uh, maybe we can uh, do something up there and... You know, I almost don't want to say this, but people have suggested maybe having two shows. As you said, maybe a Comic-Con North or, or WonderCon back in Anaheim and, and more of a uh, WonderCon, uh, I'm sorry, WonderCon back in San Francisco and maybe another version of WonderCon South that's in Anaheim or, you know, I, I just don't know. I don't know that we have the resources. Right now, though, um, we don't even have a venue. So <laughs> we're still hoping. I mean, I can imagine that you are also very much concentrating on the three shows that you run, the, uh, Ape, uh, WonderCon, and Comic-Con, understandable. Mm -hmm. But I, I can imagine there will be a lot of people very excited to hear that there is the possibility of a, of a second. Well, I, I don't know if there's a possibility, no, 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 no. it's certainly been suggested. <laughs> <laughs> there's been conversations, I can imagine. Okay, uh, it's it's ex exciting. It's exciting to see uh, conventions. I mean, obviously, with uh, WonderCon has been a perfect example of the, um, the 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 scale and the speed of the interest in Comic Cons um, across the country, especially uh, those in California. Um, it's also interesting to see that there are a number of uh, conventions actually taking place also in San Diego alongside um, Comic Con. Um, we've got a question from uh, Chris Chen. From the um, uh, for, uh, from the forum, asking, are you planning on joining John Peters for San Diego Comic Fest in October? I don't know that I will be there. Uh, uh, I've been asked to uh, last year to to stop by. I haven't. Uh, I think it's in October, and it was very close to I think our Ape Show. I don't mm -hmm. remember when that was, but uh, people who've attended it seem to have a really good time. So. 
depending upon, and again, you know, we're all so nose deep into Comic Con that I just don't know. But ideally, if um, you know, ideally, if if the the time is great, then yeah, I wouldn't mind stopping by. I was just going to say it'd be more of a case of um, perhaps not going on the official uh, invites or on the website, but certainly uh, you, we may find you so like wandering the floor and. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I mean, I, I've been, I, 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 you know, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, well, we have a number of questions and uh, a couple of topics, obviously, that I'm going to try and work through. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but we'll try and uh, get through these as quickly sure. as efficiently as I can. Uh, we'll start with, uh, and we'll work through uh, the year, um, the badge resale, I think, is uh, certainly something that has been on a, a lot of people's uh, minds. Um, let me just uh, pull these questions up, because uh, obviously uh, the, the badge resale um, is completely at your discretion, at CCI's discretion, and well, you've, announced, you've announced this year after year that it may or may not happen, but this is the first time... Certainly, in my experience, that badge resale hasn't happened. Yeah, it's really uh, it's really dependent upon how many badges we get returned and cancelled. Uh, I, I have a feeling, we're, and, and I think after the show we'll probably digest this more. But it seems to me that in the past there were so many snafus with badges. Uh, I don't know if that has a correlation to how many returns and cancellations we had, but we certainly had enough in the past to be able to offer the, a, a separate resale. This year, while not everybody was happy with how the, the initial sale went, we took a long time before we actually had the initial sale. We wanted to iron out as many bugs as we possibly could, and we seemed to. The, the, the sale went, you know, I, I, with relative... Well, I, 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 I felt it went well. <clears throat> Thank you. I, I, we kind of think it did, too, and that may have had a result of people uh, not canceling and returning. I really don't know, but the the... The, the lack of returns was so uh, infinitesimal that we knew very early on that unless something big happened, we would not be able to have a resale. Are, and, are, we, uh, are, we, are we talking dozens? Are we talking uh, I really don't want to get into numbers, but sure, it's, sure. It, it, would, it, would be, it would make no sense to have a resale with you know, the, 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 the small number of cancellations we got. Um, it was it was something that we had never really seen before either. So, do you think that's um, also related to the um, the announcement that uh, badges are going to be very much um, keyed to um, uh, applying for badges next year? You know, I, we really don't know. Again, I think you know after the show we'll probably digest it a little bit more, um, but we'll find out. I mean, you know, it was sad that we couldn't have a resale. Mm. Uh, it's something that I think we, we always try to, to temper expectations, but when you do it for a couple of years, I think people do you know have a have a hope at least. And uh, we were sad that we weren't able to accommodate them this year. So we've had, actually have had a question from Alyssa asking what is actually happening to the small number of badges that have been returned. If they really have been that small, that they it really almost, have been, it almost wouldn't make a dent on what what you did. Well, first of all, you know, you, yeah, if you uh, you know there are you know thousands of people who want a badge. If you put one badge up, it just it's more a headache to to to, to do than do than than uh, the benefit of that. Which is not to say that people can't the people wouldn't benefit because somebody certainly would, but. I don't want to say we're oversold because we don't. We're very strict on, on how many badges we sell. Sure. But uh, the small number that have been returned allow us to correct anomalies that we have on our side. 
and that has always been the case. And with any kind of an event, you you know a lot of times they have what they call house seats. You you sell uh, tickets for an event, but you always keep a certain amount uh, to your chest for for instances that happen, um, whatever they happen to be. Uh, I think in the past we've used some of those cancellations. Well, that really <laughs> it was problematic this year because there were so few. So I have a feeling the, the the very small number we get will certainly be utilized. Okay. How well, I'm not sure yet, but they will. <laughs> I I I personally felt that the badge sale it seemed to go smoothly, but I think that was down to the system that you introduced in terms of the randomization, the uh, the, the process that you introduced. I mean, were there? Um, I assume there have been talks about the successes or failures of that randomized. There have. Yeah. One of the things that I think was really effective for us uh, this year is we, we instituted a uh, shopping cart system. So in the past, and I think a lot of people, uh, we didn't do a very good job of alerting people that you could still have a four-day badge, but the four-day initial option didn't exist. That didn't mean you couldn't get a four-day badge. It just means it wasn't an initial offer. And the reason for that was in the past, you would go on site, you would pick a badge, and then you would have to, uh, you know, wait to try to pick another badge. The, the new uh, shopping cart um, allowed it so that when you actually enter the system, the badges that were available were available to you in your shopping cart. So you could take up to 15 minutes to decide, do I want one for Saturday, uh, one for Sunday, uh, three for whatever it happened, you know, two for whatever other days it happened to be. It was kind of, it was kind of a lot too, wasn't it? It was, and, and and they were they were they were held for you, so you didn't have to you know really kind of freak out and try it. Now, if you picked one for you wanted to go all four days, you had the option of changing that into a four day batch. But what it did was it took that inventory off of the general market. Um, so if we ended up using four day badges, it would have taken so many badges off the general uh, market that we wouldn't have been able to. We would have had more problems. So once you picked what you said, let's say you only wanted to go Saturday, you picked a Saturday badge. You went through the process. Then the other badges that were held for you during that period were then released back into the marketplace. So it, it seemed to be more effective that way. Sure. Um, I had a question on the forum, but it's also actually being asked here on the Q&A. Thank you very much indeed to uh, Martin Burke for joining us. Uh, dates for badge sales, hotel sales, and parking uh, appear to be uh, later this year than previous. Uh, is that something that C um, SDCC is happy with, or do you have a goal to make them happen earlier? I now, think that I, I think I'm actually I'm going to kind of weigh in on this if you don't mind because sure. uh, it kind of felt that um, when you announced that you were going to be doing the the badge sale in December, I think it almost came became apparent to yourselves that it was almost okay. We've got holidays coming up. People are saving up for that. That's kind of like the priority of December. So then it kind of went from the end of the year to December, and then you kind of moved it uh, into the the beginning of 2014. Is that was that something that was in the back of your minds? We always try to have a, the badge sale as early as we possibly can. The truth of the matter is we really wanted to, again, digesting what happened the year previous, we really wanted to try to make a system that was not as problematic as it had been in the past. And we tested and tested and retested and then tested some more. And sadly, that just took a great deal of time. I don't think anybody expected that we would have our, our, our sales as late as we did. We certainly didn't want to. But it ended up being that way just because of, just because it wasn't ready to go until it was ready to go. With regard to the parking, uh, parking stuff, we have nothing to do with that. Sadly, local press. Something I'm going to come back to. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll, great. we'll come back Sadly, to. Sadly, yeah, the local press has made uh, a little bit light of that at our, our 
at, at our expense, but you know that's not something we have anything to do with. So sure. Um, well, the, the the question about um, uh, the dates of uh, the uh, badge sales. Uh, do you have any? Uh, has there any big conversations about when you're thinking this year? Uh, just a general, a general. I'm not wanting a date out of you, so we can get Mike the calendar. Are you wanting no. it so in 2030, uh, 2014? Sorry. The, I think the simple answer is uh, no. Right now, we're really focused on trying to produce the show, and then we have another show after this one. So. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that we don't look at that. I mean, the registration process is an ever-evolving thing, and continuing. But right now, we're really a fo uh, focused on trying to make sure that we have an event in, in just a couple of months. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about this year's con. I mean, where is CCI uh, right now with the planning? I I always picture a huge cork board with plenty of post-it notes. Scattered all well, over you it. know, you're not too far from. And there was a time when that used to be the case. Now with the whole Computer technology and electronic media and whatnot, it's all done virtually, but it, it is similar to that, and it's a giant Rubik's Cube. Both the exhibit floor and programming are, are two uh, departments I don't envy being in right now because it really is trying to, you know, herd cats. Uh, you know, you have an infinite, you have a finite amount of exhibit space and uh, almost seemingly infinite amount of people who want to be in that, and the same thing is true of programming. While we have over 600 hours of programming, uh, and one would think that's more than enough. We have far more requests uh, than we have slots to fill. So uh, it's not a fun process. It's uh, grueling. Uh, the programming team spends you know long hours trying to make it all come together. And I think we'll have a great show this year. But it's funny, you know, we we hear of people who talk about uh, confirmed panels and all that. And I can tell you right now, there are very few confirmed panels, really. Well, that was the, that's. I think that was the question because um, with 50 days to go, um, where are you at that this point? I mean, are we, are we talking well, literally <clears throat> like a, a handful of not not penciled but penned? Into well, the, it, it's it's a it's a very fluid process. I mean, it, it, so much of it is dependent upon a, a variety of variables. Um, the project submitted, you know, is it appropriate for our audience? Uh, who's on that project? You know. Uh, is there all of a sudden the 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 publisher or the studio, the network, or whoever comes to us and says, "Oh, by the way, we can't do that now. We can only do it on this day." Okay, well now you have to look at what you have on that day and can that fit in. If it can, great. If it can't, then you have to tell them, you know, we can't accommodate you. You know, they have to go back and say, "Oh, is there?" Another? I mean, it's just it is incredibly fluid. So it, you know, if I were to say, you know, half of programming is done tomorrow. Uh, it could be down to a quarter because things have moved around, or it could be to ninety percent. I mean, but the truth of the matter is, uh, we're, it's a very fluid process. We we release our our uh, schedule two weeks prior to the show, and there's a good reason for that. <laughs> well, when we get to twenty uh, twenty one days to go, and uh, you still you send out a tweet along the lines of, "Okay, we've got five percent of this nailed down," <laughs> then you know, I I don't mean to to be first to people program because it it really is. I mean. The, it's just a fluid thing, you know. It's just yeah. uh, they they probably have a lot more than that, but uh, I don't want to get any, put any more pressure on them. But they do a great job. Sure. 
Okay, let's um, cover a couple of questions. Uh, but if you have just joined us on the Hangout, by the way, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, we're with David Lanza, the Director of Press and Public Relations for Comic-Con International. Do uh, visit us on the Google Plus event page and click on the Q&A button to ask a question. Uh, by all means, do jump in with any uh, issue or any questions that you'd like to, to put to David. Like I say, we've got a number of questions from the forum, so here's uh, a couple. Uh, we've had a question from Chris Haggish, um, a very popular uh, element of the con this year was the uh, the shirt sale, and indeed, um, I'm wearing uh, the Sandman shirt. If I can just ah. click on that, there. Am I? Yes, the Sandman shirt from 2013. I am actually um, one of those people that doesn't actually wear his T-shirts. I actually keep them as a souvenir. Um, you I, gotta however, wear them. However, however sad that sounds, it's true. I do actually keep them to one side. So I, I, I felt it was appropriate to uh, to wear this uh, for Chris's question. Um, it was the the shirt sale was held this year at the basement of the Marriott, and it was very well received. Um, he's just asking if that's going to be repeated in 2014. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think we have a final decision yet. I think we're looking toward that. It ended up being easier for us to hold it offside because of lines and, and things of that nature. As you know, at the show, lines are, are really an issue. So if we can, you know, move some of that stuff offside, it, it's all the better. Uh, and the shirts have been very very popular, so we're very uh, grateful for that. Um, so I, I'm not sure if it'll be offsite this year, but I know that we're looking at that. Have you it got? Seems, um, it worked well last year. Yeah. Have you got shirts nailed down in terms of what you feel is going to be on the shirts this year? We do. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a dot dot dot. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yes, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but I think it's 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 a it's a shirt I'm very excited about. So, so you're you're not 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 intending to let the bat out of the cat. Uh, cat uh, sorry, the cat out of the bag. Sorry, did I no, say bat? No. Did I say bat? I didn't say. Hey, bat. you know what? It's Comic Con. I think bat out of the cave or whatever you <laughs> want to say. You know, works. I I have been pushing on uh, the vlogs that I do that um, uh, we really. Sh I, I've been trying to get Frank Miller's um, Twitter account and just pushing for Frank Miller to do it. Anyway, moving on. He's a great guy, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He is. So, um, do we have any ideas when we'll be hearing about T-shirts? Uh, you know what? As we get closer to the show, once uh, there's a lot of logistical issues, a lot of contracts that need to be done. Once all those things end up getting finalized, just natural course of, of you know the business, uh, we'll start uh, releasing some of that information. We'll have uh, you know more information about the souvenir book, more information about programming, the exhibits. Uh, shirt sales, T-shirt design, things of that nature. They'll start leaking probably, you know, uh, maybe a, uh, close to the show. I would imagine probably, you know, a few weeks after, a couple weeks after the show, two, three weeks after the show. Excellent. Okay. Um, well, let's. Um, it's uh, like I say, 50 days to go. So obviously the the planning is uh, underway for Comic Con. Um, we've got a um, question from Dave G on the um, forum of uh, the Friends of CCI Forum, uh, when this question was actually put forward, a number of the other forum members went, ah, wait, you're not actually Dave G., uh, David Glanzer then. They actually I, I snuck that question in. No, I'm kidding. That wasn't me. There's <laughs> another Dave G. out there. Hi, Dave. <laughs> the, uh, the question that they actually thought, ah, you're hiding in plain sight, perhaps. <laughs> I, usually, I usually let people know who I am and then run away before they, okay. I, you know. Well, I mean, Dave's question is, um, what are the most pressing challenges that Comic-Con sees to improving 
um, SDCC, uh, especially in 2014. I mean, there's always feedback about lines for Hall H, Ballroom 20, and even last year, the signatures line was um, <laughs> an immense one. Um, are there, I mean, what, what then are the the main headlines, certainly for things that you would like, or that, that uh, Comic-Con International uh, would like to address in 2014. Well, you know, they, they really, uh, you can't rank them, or I can't rank them in, in, in what is more important. So I think as a, as a general uh, answer, uh, certainly space, certainly uh, uh, comfort of the attendees, uh, things of that nature. You know, we, we, we ran out of space, I think, like five or six years ago. And, and what we've been trying to do in, in those years is to allow people to have a fun time, see as much as they can, take part as much as they can without feeling like sardines necessarily, you know, uh, trapped in a tin. But, but, and I think to a certain degree we've been, we've been able to do that with off-site spaces. One of the things that we're, we're trying to do now is, uh, and we started it last year, was have uh, some off-site events at even smaller venues. Um, How but, did that uh, go, by the way? That went very well. I mean, as with anything Comic-Con, I think it takes time for, for people to get used to it, but it, it was really very well, and the feedback we got was tremendous on it. So I think we're going to explore doing that again. So there's always new things we're trying. Uh, you know, it's I've said this before, and it really is true. You know, we're, we're, we're fans and geeks and nerds, and we try to put on the type of show that we want to attend ourselves, and we're very lucky because we have uh, great relationships with, with publishers and, and creative types and you know, we have an opportunity to do that as, as much as we can. So I hope this year will be as, as fun for everybody to as it has been in the past, um, you know, given the limited space we have. Sure. Um, the off-site events, I think, uh, were a very um, well-received compliment to the, the main uh, convention center space. So I think... Um, I know that you've used the word campus before. Uh, in yeah, we're, and I have to tell you, we're really grateful to the city that allows us to use uh, some of the space. And uh, NBC has a large activation directly across the street uh, this year. And I think last year um, was it Ubisoft who had the uh, was it Ubisoft who had the, the ship? They, they had the Ender's yeah. game. Ender's game was directly opposite. Uh, and Ender's game was over oh, there. Yes, and then, no, you're, you're about inside the uh, parking space of uh, Petco. Well, I, I think over at the, behind the uh, convention center, they moved the Star of India, uh, one of the gaming companies, and did an activation there, which is really very popular. And uh, the Ender's game uh, thing. So those are those are great opportunities for people to, uh, you know, leave the center a little bit, take part in something outside, uh, but still uh, maintain that Comic Con feel. Okay. Uh, we've uh, just to continue Dave's question because um, it did. Uh, it was talking about the the lines. Um, are you planning on making any changes that you can announce uh, to the lines this year, or do you see this as an issue that can't be rectified ahead of, ahead of time? Something that only can be uh, fluidly worked as the con progresses. Well, actually, the the lines are something that we spend a great deal of time on. Believe it or not, we have people who are uh, employed just to deal with lines. Uh, if you attended the show uh, five or six years ago, you'll notice that we now have uh, entrance and exit points that are specific to certain rooms in the second floor of the convention center. Uh, before, you used to be able to just walk in and walk out of whatever room. Now, there really is a, uh, a criteria isn't the right way, but there really is directions of, of how to... Uh, go into and, and exit a room, and this makes things a little bit simpler. So a lot of thought is given to that. Lining up people is really difficult. It really is, you know, convention centers typically are made um, for meeting space, not 
while attention is given to line uh, management, not a lot of consideration because it's very rare that you have a show like ours that has so many people who want to get into a ballroom. Typically, you know, you, if you have a, a medical conference or a financial conference or whatever, uh, there's a line or you sell tickets for a specific room. Lines aren't that big of a problem. And Comic-Con is certainly a, a challenge for us. We're trying to meet it head on. And uh, every year, you know, we hope that we can get a better handle on it. I mean, we've had a question here from uh, Neil Williamson. Thank you very much indeed uh, for watching, Neil. Um, hypothetical question. If something um, as I don't usually like to answer hypotheticals, but what's the question? <laughs> hypothetical question. If something was as big as, uh, say, Star Wars uh, was in Hall H this year and you were anticipating twilight levels of excitement, would you take this into account as part of planning when such a panel would take place? I think he's also talking about not only lines, but also um, other panels uh, that would um, perhaps clash with that particular. Well, again, it's, it's a Rubik's Cube situation. I mean, we may want to, to put another panel that is really big opposite another hall so that it can pull from some of that people, but if that panel, those panel participants aren't available, then you, you can't put something that doesn't exist. So consideration is given. I mean, I think one thing that people don't realize or may not realize, our attendees may actually realize that, but I, I think a lot of times panel participants don't, and that is because somebody wants to be in a specific room or hall doesn't mean they have the opportunity to do that. Uh, oftentimes we'll get somebody who says, oh, I have this phenomenal project and it needs to be in a hall age. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll look at it. You know, we, we, you know, we're all fans ourselves, and we may say, you know what? While this is a fascinating thing, we think we'll be able to accommodate you in a smaller room. And typically, we can, and it works out. Likewise, we've had people who said, oh, you know what? We we want a, you know, a small room for 500 people for this A-list actor. You know what? That's not fair to our attendees because you're going to turn away more people than you could you could potentially accommodate. So that's going to have to be in a different room. So. There's a whole bunch of variables that goes into deciding where and how people get placed in panels. Okay. Well, in that case, I think it's safe to say that Grown Ups 3, um, if you were wanting that panel in Hall H, perhaps that won't, that won't be happening this year. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, okay, let's uh, cover a couple of questions that we've got on the Q&A. Thank you very much indeed for, uh, for asking. Uh, we've got a question from uh, Cedric Carmichael. Uh, will CCI be adding more? Cedric, what a great name. He is us. I, I love Cedric. We don't have a lot of Cedrics over here. <laughs> I, I, only, I think I only know the one Cedric, and it is this Cedric from... Uh, oh, that's great. And not, not, uh, not so much a, a name that you hear so much here in the UK, so Cedric. Um, will CCI be adding more programming or hours to preview night with the price increase of that particular <laughs> I don't know that we will. Um, that's, a, that's a weird situation because the preview night was initially created to uh, alleviate some of the crush on Thursday morning. Also, it's not really an official day, so... I think the center looks at it as kind of a a little uh, addition to what we have going on. If we were to add a a more hours to that, uh, I have a feeling that there'd be more cost involved for us in terms of uh, how we occupy the center. Uh, it would also you know mean that exhibitors would have to set up even earlier. Still, I don't know if you've been there on on, on preview night, but typically when you're walking in, some people are still you know taking, you know, the wrappings off stuff and whatnot. I don't know that, you know, we have the ability to actually open up earlier, but that that, that has also been discussed. 
Okay. Well, I mean, I know that um, Preview Night was kind of uh, designed as like this, a soft open, as it were, for for the con. So yeah, I I I, I appreciate um, what you're saying, certainly about programming. But um, a lot of people certainly are very excited about the the shows that are going to be uh, uh, on display in in Ballroom Twenty. So obviously, the conversation has been talking about that a lot as well. Okay. Um, going on to another b bunch of questions. Um, as con culture gets bigger and bigger, uh, this mean the, or the means to manage the crowds of attendees do get more and more elaborate. Now, um, our, our, our RFID technology has been implemented at other cons. We've had a question from Zero. Um, has CCI considered RFID technology for your badges to try and control access in and out of the convention center? We, we've looked at that, and actually, you know, over the course of, of years, again, registration is, is something that we're, we're always looking at in different methods and, and, and things we can do to, to help manage our, our crowds. We've been very lucky, I, I have to tell you. We have an amazingly um, informed uh, fan base that come to our shows. Unlike a lot of conventions, our attendees come early in the morning and they don't leave until the end of the day. Uh, when we say we have 130,000 people, we have 130,000 people who are pretty much you know, park in our facility. Uh, a lot of other events, you know, they, they may have huge numbers, and uh, this is not just comic conventions, but auto shows, things of that nature. But those people tend to come in for a couple of hours, a few hours, and leave. Our attendees are really great in that they know they can look at the floor, go to a panel, come back. I mean, they, they keep fluid, which is nice. The RFID technology could allow us to see where hot spots are on the floor, but I have to tell you, I have to tell you, Anecdotally, at least, I know that we have so many people on the floor right now in terms of security staff and whatnot that we see a lot of those things anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, RFID is something that we've certainly looked into. I imagine we'll probably look into it more. And as the technology uh, increases, you know, it may be uh, probably really beneficial for us on a, on a bunch of different levels. Sure. I mean, well, it's certainly um, something that's uh, been related in terms to uh, scout badges and sites selling um, scalped badges, uh, which is a big problem. Uh, we've had one or two people asking, and uh, I know that you've uh, had <laughs> communication from myself as well, uh, in terms of um, what steps do Comic-Con take to stamp this problem down? Uh, do you rely on actively positive fans to police the situation, or do you police it yourself? Uh, is well, we, we rarely talk about security, and I think this kind of falls in the security area because once you let people know what it is that you do to try to alleviate a problem, a lot of people find ways to go around it. Uh, you know, the member ID thing really helped us out a lot. That was a challenge to implement, I think. But again, our, our attendees are, are, are really pretty great. I mean, there was very little grousing about it. Uh, but one of the things that, that, that allowed us to do with that member ID thing is um, it really cut down on a lot of the scalping. One of the, the troubling things we're seeing now is entities claiming they have badges and lots of badges when in reality a lot of them actually don't. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that's false advertising. I think that's something that is should be illegal. Um, I don't know how accurate that is, um, but I would always, you know, tell people to be careful of, especially of sites that say, you know, we have especially if you hear this, we have VIP tickets to Comic-Con. Well, I, I think it's Comic-Con knows there's no VIP ticket. <laughs> I mean, I think the general uh, idea is that there are no external sites selling uh, badges for Comic-Con, which is... We certainly don't contract with any, that is true. There you go. Um, 
how can we as fans help? Is which is the best way uh, to contact Comcon if we spot anything? Uh, you know, I, the the forum is a great uh, place. I know a lot of people uh, will post on uh, on Alyssa's forum about stuff that they see. A lot of those we uh, are are aware of, and uh, you know, contact a lot of these sites. Some of them are. How do I put this diplomatically? Some of them really don't care. Uh, you tell them, you know, look, you know, you badges are non-transferable. You don't have these badges, etc. And they say, oh, well, we, we think we'll get them beforehand, so you know, we're just kind of hedging our bets. That's problematic, especially when they don't want to stop doing what it is they're doing, because I think there's, it's, a, it's potentially a lucrative market for them. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, with the, the con getting more and more popular, and uh, obviously with... Uh, with uh, I believe that's you. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Can you answer this? It might be my father. Just tell them that I'm in a meeting. I'm sorry. Everybody has um, turned away a call from their father and said they're in a meeting. The funny thing is my dad is such a nice guy and he rarely bothers me at the office, but sometimes he does. And, uh, you know, I'll pick it up and, Dad, what's up? He's all, don't forget to bring milk home tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Excellent. Um, okay. I'm slightly derailed as to what I was going to Sorry. talk about. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, okay, um, it's it was going to go back to um, the popularity of cons and Comic Con in particular, and also with the the, the the desire to get through the door, which kind of um, feeds that um, scalping frenzy, which also um, comes back to uh, something that we kind of brushed on earlier, which is the parking sale. Now, obviously, the system they introduced wasn't able to handle. The sheer weight of people. I think even with the preparation, and we—I mean, I've spoken to um, John Gazette, and I uh, know the, the uh, unofficial blog did a piece as well. There was so much preparation they did, and I am, um, for myself, uh, somebody who didn't apply for parking this year. Um, I wholly applaud any efforts that they made to try and make the system work, which I feel. They just couldn't anticipate the sheer weight of numbers. Um, now, Comic Con has some experience with those numbers over the years. Were there any conversations with Ace Parking to give help and advice? Uh, advice? Uh, we were not asked. Really? Okay, that kind of closes that conversation down pretty much solidly. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. You know, I don't mean to. I don't mean to 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 to, to be. You know. Um, I don't know what the word is, cryptic or whatnot. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, it wasn't our issue. And if I were Ace, I don't know that I would have. I don't know that would have come to us either. I think you know they they've had successful sales in the past. I think they thought you know let's. And again, this is pure speculation on my part. I think they thought you know maybe we can do this better and and, and figure out how to do that. And and sadly, it didn't work. And I got to tell you, I feel for them. I know exactly how they feel when something like that happens because nobody ever wants to be in a situation where something doesn't work well because people get upset and you don't want to make people upset. Mm -hmm. But the thing is we really have nothing to do with uh, with the sales. We don't know anything about it, the process, the, you know how they, they go about doing it and all that and we were very sad to see that there was problems with it. You're not on your own on that one. I was uh, monitoring the situation the best I could and you could just Feel for the organization, especially after all their hard work and effort. Well, I mean, there is hard work, you know, and they really are great people. I mean, they, they, 
you know, we, we, we do have meetings with them throughout the year on, on a variety of different things, and, and, and uh, it's sad to see anybody, you know, uh, in that situation because it's something you don't wish on your worst enemy. And then, of course, the attendees who are trying to partake in it, you know, they're frustrated, and you certainly don't want them to be frustrated because all they're trying to do is have a good time and give you money to, you know, get a parking space or enjoy the show. And trust me, from being sold out so often and having our glitches that we've had, it, it kills us when somebody can't do that. Sure. Well, I mean, that leads on to a question that we've had in the Q&A from uh, Kendall Whitehouse. Thank you very much indeed for watching, Kendall. Uh, how much coordination is there between CCI and independent off-site activities like Nerd HQ, Geek and Sundry, uh, Nerdist, etc. Uh, some we have uh, very great relationships with open dialogue. Some we have no dialogue. Okay. So, right, that's uh, that uh, pretty much answers that question. That's, that's <laughs> no, that's fine because I, I do know that um, at the end of the day, you've got so much to on your own plate as well to try and do. We do, and one of the things that we always want to do too is you know we have a unique show, we have a unique event. Uh, people that work with us and, 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 and try to expand that experience is a great thing, especially when they work with us, because then we're not counter-programming. We're not doing something that uh, is being done outside or whatever. And so far, we've had great relationships with a lot of those people outside. Um, you know, and that, that helps us a lot. You know, uh, we, we're always worried about bringing more people into the downtown area. Uh, it used to be something where people could just come down and people watch. There's so much congestion now, not only uh, uh, traffic congestion, but, but people congestion, that we really try not to get more people in the downtown area that don't have badges because it just adds more strain on the infrastructure. Sure. But luckily with like the NBC activation, uh, uh, you know, uh, Nerdist, things of that nature, they, they work with us, you know, what works, what doesn't work, what would you like to do, what would you like us not to do. Uh, that really helps us because I think it... it, it, it creates an even better experience for the attendee. And ultimately, that's really the, the most important thing. I think it also helps as well when you do have so many um, elements to the con beyond the convention center that it just, it does almost kind of thin out the, uh, uh, thin out the numbers as it were, but it does it make, does. It, certainly, certainly turns it into a, certainly turns it into a very um, epic, well, a city-wide event, which is it, I, it I, does. part of the uh, appeal for myself. Um, which leads on to a question about the evolution of the con. We've had a question from uh, Miss Kitty Gunn, which is uh, a, a, a great name. Thank you. It Hello, is Kitty. a great name. Hello, Kitty. Um, how does uh, CCI feel about this evolution? More big companies and cosplay, and seemingly like less um, comics and less mom and pop vendors. Uh, the small vendors are making less money and paying the same price for their booze as the big dogs. Uh, big dogs, sorry. Uh, Miss Kitty feels that the big companies are pushing perhaps the smaller vendors and changing the feel of the con. How does CCI feel about that? Or I don't know. CCI I don't know. I don't know that that's actually accurate. <clears throat> as an example, if if um, Studio A wanted to buy ten more booths, uh, they wouldn't be able to uh, because there's no space in their section. I think there's a misconception uh, that um, the space gets, that, that smaller people get pushed out because the other spaces grow. That really isn't the case. I mean, in fact, you'll see a lot more two-story booths at the show than ever before because people can't move uh, uh, horizontally, so they, they move vertically. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of mom-and-pop stores. Uh, a lot of people who've been with us for many, many years, they continue to return because they do get a, a good return on their investment. Um, 
you know, we hear about, you know, uh, somebody recently said something about Artist Alley continuing to shrink every year. I, I don't know where that comes from uh, because it doesn't. Uh, you know, we don't, I don't, do we charge for Artist Alley? I don't believe we do charge for Artist Alley. I think we're one of the few conventions that actually don't charge uh, for Artist Alley tables. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. I've made a, a big error. But, um, but I think that's the case. It certainly used to be the case anyway. So we're very aware of our exhibitor uh, uh, base, and prices do go up, sadly. You know, our prices go up. The convention center goes up. Security goes up. The infrastructure that we have to pay for a lot of the stuff outside the convention center as well. Um, so it's a burden for sure, but I'm hoping that uh, the fact that a lot of the mom-and-pop places and a lot of the mid-level and, 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 and other people return, exhibitors return to the show because it is a good return on investment. Well, it, it says a lot that they do keep coming back and that the con does continue to grow. Um, at the end of the day, however, the convention center is a finite space, and that leads on to uh, the uh, topic of conversation. You know what's coming, the expansion. Now, um, obviously, things have gone a little bit quiet in terms of the expansion ever since, really, the last big uh, headline, which was the, uh, the meeting uh, with the city to allow the expansion to go ahead. At which point there are a number of legal issues uh, that, uh, or legal challenges, which have still uh, been uh, put into place. Um, well, oh, go ahead. Well, there was a big hurdle that was overcome um, uh, late last year. I'm not. I, I don't exactly remember when the coastal commission met, yeah, but I believe the, it was the end of last year, now. right? And they went ahead and approved the expansion. And just so that uh, you're. Uh, Followers know the Coastal Commission is, is an entity that's comprised of representative from uh, representatives from coastal communities, and they really oversee stuff that goes on near the water so that uh, it meets certain criteria. They approved the expansion, which was great. Um, and one of the things that the new mayor did, which was pretty amazing, was he made it a point to meet with Comic Con within the first ten days of his administration. That's how important he felt our, our event was. Gave us an update on the expansion and actually even invited us to. Uh, take a look at uh, plans and all that for the expansion to see if there's anything that that might help us and other potentially large organizations that come in there. And of course, lines is an issue and how to the line up people. So it was a very productive meeting. Right now, there is still a pending lawsuit. Until such time as that lawsuit is adjudicated, everything is pretty much on hold. But the city is moving forward as if this will be a a, a event that actually occurs. Okay. Um, just to very quickly give some background for people who may watching who may not know the uh, the background, certainly to the expansion and also your relationship with the convention center. Um, you have a contract in place at the moment. When does that expire? Uh, Twenty sixteen will be our last year. Okay. Um, no doubt, conversations will be going back and forth about uh, staying in San Diego. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm presuming there's been conversations in the office of CCI as well about. Um, plans if the expansion doesn't go ahead, but you're saying that basically the meetings that you've had, that the city is certainly uh, talking uh, as though the it's, expansion... It's obvious, that the city, it's obvious that the city wants an expanded convention center. Um, but, you know, how long will that... If it does happen, how long will that take? I mean, none of us know. And we, you know, we have had overtures from other cities. One of the challenges that we're faced with right now is space. And also... There's a lot of guerrilla marketing that happens at Comic-Con. Guerrilla marketing are people who are outside the convention facility that really have no association with us but try to tap into our, our, our fan base. 
Um, sometimes that's not an issue. Sometimes it is an issue. If they end up doing something that is counterproductive to us, uh, end up doing something that uh, we don't think is appropriate, uh, doing something that we think may take advantage of our attendees, or something that just doesn't coordinate with us, it makes our job much more difficult because now we have to contend with that as well. And sometimes those mean increased costs. Um, you know, other cities have said, oh, we can have a no gorilla zone because we own this space around the facility, or we do this. It, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing to... to I can imagine that you have been, you've, been, you've been getting a hard sell from a, a number of uh, interested parties. We have, and I have to tell you, you know, uh, you know, I started with this. I started attending this organization in '78. Started volunteering in '84, and it's very weird to be courted like we are by different <laughs> by different uh, cities. So it's if, nice. Um, uh, so if a new Mercedes suddenly shows up at your front door, David... I, I, <laughs> well, none I, of that, none of that. I, I, although I, I must tell you, I, we've been very shocked at uh, sometimes people, you know, say things like, well, you know, and, and what are you talking about? How, you know, do, does that really happen? I mean, you know, I, I, I won't go to the level of Mercedes. If, 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 if it happens for the Olympics, if it happens for FIFA, well, I think... Safe to say, the Super Bowl of comic conventions can also get. Okay, we very good we will, point, Leonard. We will keep it pure. We will keep the uh, the the suggestion that everything is above board. Uh, and, we will. Uh, uh, yes, we, we'll, you know, we're really honestly we're too dumb to do things uh, not above board. I, I I promise you that. In fact, a lot of times we make decisions that are counter to would be seemingly counter to our longevity. I mean, one prime example is when we turned Hall H into a, a 6,500 seat theater. I mean, that was an opportunity. We, we gave up revenue there because we could sell that exhibit space. We had such a long list of exhibitors, but, but we felt it was more important to accommodate the attendees, so we went ahead and, and uh, we knew we were going to have to forego the income from that, which is substantial, mm -hmm. but the benefit of the attendees is, is much better, so it, it paid off for us. Excellent. Okay, we have a number of questions just to uh, to wrap up. Uh, I think I think an hour or forty five minutes is a, a perfect time. Thank you very much for you uh, for giving up your time. Um, we've had a question from AZT from the friends of uh, CCI Forum, um, and actually, this is I, I'm wondering if this is. Uh, related to the Dave G member that's on uh -oh. the forum. Are you a member of the Friends of CCI Forum? I am. You are. Uh, you know what? I think I must. I posted on there, so I think I am. And poor Alyssa <laughs> is going to like, you know, if she, she'd be hitting me right now, I think. Uh, the truth of the matter is, uh, I don't know. Okay. I think, yeah, we well, certainly monitor it. We look at it. Alyssa's very nice in letting us know about stuff as well. So uh, I think I am because I'm, 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 I'm able to post on there. I, I think I've only posted once. Um, but that doesn't mean that I won't post again. And typically, it's when something is so misconstrued or something's been attributed to me that came out a, a, a way that I really didn't feel it would. You know, that's a great uh, opportunity well, to correct. You, the, the, I, I seem to I seem to remember your post on uh, Hello Kitty. It was um, something you were very passionate about. I I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I actually you know, I love Hello Kitty. But you know what? I, who I really love? I have to tell you. Go for it. I don't know if you can see this. It's really is that big over there. No, I can see that. Hang on, let me just click on so everyone can. Oh, oh my word! I'm sorry, it's Grumpy Cat, and you know, some days you just are, are Grumpy Cat. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, that no, that's a great thing to to know. That's beside your desk. You, can, oh, it's. I look I, at I, it every day. My niece is a. My niece is a big fan of Grumpy Cat. I can 
can imagine you look at that on a, on a daily basis. I do. As my niece says, Grumpy Cat can, can darken even my brightest day. So. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the question that was leading on from you being a member of the forum was, um, I think a lot of people have been very um, encouraged by the amount of communication that has come from um, Comic-Con and CCI, um, certainly over the last couple of years. And indeed, conversations like this, we really do appreciate the feedback and the, the, the conversation that uh, you engage in. Um, would you, or would CCI, uh, the question is, uh, would you take the time to actively participate in a Dear Mr. Glanzer online talkback section of the forum if, it's, if it existed? Uh, I, you know, if, if uh, time permitting, sure. I mean, you know, I think one of the things that we try to do is, is we certainly, we, we get a lot of emails. We get a lot of correspondence from, from um, our attendees. And while we can't answer everybody, we certainly do read them and, and take them into account. So it may be that, you know, somebody, maybe, you know, a lone voice in the, in the wilderness, but all of a sudden, uh, the next year or the year after, they, they may see their idea implemented. Excellent. But having direct, you know, uh, stuff like this, absolutely, there's no, no, that's, it's enjoyable to me. Brilliant. Well, so I mean, they don't throw eggs or vegetables, I'm okay. <laughs> no, I think, um, I, well, it's the internet. I can kind of that's throw, true. but it's, it's not going to hit you. Not yeah, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. Not, you're absolutely not right. physically, anyway. Um, we've got um, just a couple of last questions on the Q&A. Um, from Kitty Gun again. Thank you uh, for joining Kitty. Um, have you had any issues now? This is something that I posted on my, uh, I, I think it was one of the first articles that I wrote for uh, my website and also my blogger. Um, any issues with the Holy Rollers picketers that ban the con in front of the convention center? Do you know, this is a really difficult thing because the, the, the best way to deal with them is to ignore them. Um, I, 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 know, I, know, I know. I know you say you say that. I actually find that the the uh, the, the best way that I have seen people is creatively interacting with. Them. Well, I have to tell you, one of the funny things is there is a group who are uh, very vocal. They they go around the country, and it's uh, it's it's almost a a machine for them in that mm. they deal with the police. They register. They say we're going to be here from. Uh, this time to this time, uh, they have a schedule. They adhere to the schedule. They come in. They do their thing. They leave. It's uh, almost like a a job. They they punch in. They punch out. And okay, I mean, you know, I so I, I if, if they don't take it as seriously, I don't know that we should. Fair I enough. Probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, no, I I I I completely support you on that uh, statement. Um, and the okay. truth of the matter is, I, I, one last thing about that, that frustrates me is, you know, we have Christian exhibitors inside the exhibit hall. Yes, we have a lot of Christians who come to the show. We have a lot of, uh, 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 it's frustrating when someone, uh, and this is true of, of all of us who are geeks and nerds, it's, it's, it's awful when people uh, convey stuff onto us that isn't true. Uh, they make an assumption, or in, in legal terms, you know, assuming facts, not in evidence. You can't, you know, paint us all with with, with one broad stroke. We're, we're I, I think that's also the the the, uh, the same can be said of um, the, the Christian following as well. That uh, I do think this is a very vocal uh, minority. Minority. They, they are very much a pebble in a lot of people's shoes, especially when you are leaving the convention center and heading across to Gaslamp. They are yes. there, and I think the only way that you can um, interact with them is either completely ignore them, or certainly do something with a little bit more. Um, 
flair and imagination than just kind of arguing with them. I, there's a number of, if you go online, I'm certain you'll see a number of pictures where people have creatively interacted with them. Um, okay, a couple of questions. Uh, one, well, I think actually it's probably going to be our, our last one, actually. Um, is there any news on when the exclusive page will be updated with content on the CCI website this year? Uh, we're, I don't have a date for you, but we, who is it from? From Neil. Hey, Neil. Uh, we don't yet, but I have to tell you, we're, we're starting to get a lot of those. We're starting to flood in right now, so uh, we're, we're vetting them and, and getting all the information, so I think we'll have a very nice exclusives page again this year. Uh, that's really, we're trying to make it a little bit easier for exhibitors to, to uh, post that stuff and let us know about it, so it should be quite a nice number this year. Well, I mean, the, the the timing for this particular conversation has been a little bit awkward because every Friday, NECA are releasing their details for their exclusives, and while we've been speaking, they've released another one. So they've been they're rolling through their exclusives, and yes, the exclusives are certainly um, coming out um, fast and furious. Um, indeed, one exclusive that I think the nerdy girly um, has suggested that we do get for um, uh, 2014. Um, apparently, if it's possible, can we have a Grumpy Cat um, exclusive? Uh, that or, or already that has been introduced. A Grumpy Cat. Can we get her at Comic Con this year, please? You know, I would love to have nothing more than uh, Grumpy Cat. You know, uh, look just just uh, disapprovingly down his nose, her nose at me. Uh, but to be honest with you, Grumpy Cat, I'm sure, is so busy that she cannot possibly <laughs> be bothered with 130,000 fans. I think we're probably like you know. Little thorn in her paw, were she to come. But well, if you well loved. if everybody, if you um, do see Grumpy Cat on a Comic Con T-shirt for 2014, at least you know where it's come from. That's this is, <laughs> this is where this is where it's from. David, thank you very much indeed for your time. I I've really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you have too. I think of course we've answered a lot of questions that people have asked and. Um, I, 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 for one, am certainly looking forward to a, an amazing Comic-Con 2014. Um, thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you, as always. Excellent. Uh, once again, uh, this has been a Google Plus Hangout with myself, Leonard Sultana, and David Lanza. Thank you very much indeed for watching. If you do want to continue the conversation in the event page, or if you want to contact me at uh, Englishman SDCC, I hope that we can uh, possibly have another one of these, uh, maybe a little bit closer to the con when certainly when more details come into place. But hopefully, David, if you'll um, if you'll permit me, if we can arrange something for this perhaps after the con, certainly as like a, a post-con wrap-up. Sure, just get in touch with us as you normally do, and we'll schedule it. Excellent. David, thank you very much indeed for your time. Everybody, Always my pleasure. Excellent. You can um, talk to me, of course, on my uh, Google Plus, which is uh, Google uh, Google.com plus uh, slash plus Englishman SDCC, um, or you can contact me here on the my Twitter Englishman SDCC as well. Uh, thank you very much indeed for your time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and with um, just over 50 days to go, hopefully you've got all of your preparations for Comic-Con 2014. We'll see you soon. Thank you.